there, it's me, your money. And welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? Welcome to this very exciting episode of Tandia Talks Money. It's the start of our journey together. I know you're excited. This is where we start making money more relatable. I'm your host, Carla, and we are particularly excited for this week's episode. We have our first ever guest. And when I say she speaks my love language, there is no exaggeration there. I've been following this next guest for quite some time, and I feel she just gets me and we are kindred spirits. So naturally, we had to invite her on the show. We are so excited to have Libby from Honest Mom Diary. She is a content creator, the imperfect mom of two from Ontario, Canada, who lives to preach imperfect motherhood normalize the roller coaster of motherhood through her humor and candor. She has grown her Instagram community from zero to 155,000 in just one year. She is known as the honest mom because she is honest about the funny parts, the hard parts, and the real parts of motherhood. She advocates for women to prioritize their own needs and mental health not only because they are deserving of it, but because their kids deserve the best of them too. Welcome, Libby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Me too. I thought we could start this conversation about the mindset of women, especially moms. We put so much pressure on ourselves. We also may look like we have it all together and everything looks perfect, but really mostly we feel like a dumpster fire on the inside. I don't think I'm alone in this feeling. We are always wondering if we're doing a good job, if we're putting the right things in their lunches. Did I spend enough time with them? Constant thoughts rolling through our mind. Now, in particularly, there is a certain holiday that is quickly approaching that I know puts so much stress on moms. Christmas. I mean, I am only five years in with kids, but it just seems to magnify these feelings. So we're here today to hopefully connect with the mom community. Because it's not just the gift giving, there are so many other financial and non-financial parts to it. So Libby, do you not agree with me? Does it not create that havoc in your mind? Yeah, definitely. There's so much pressure on moms anyway, and you throw in Christmas time, and it seems like everybody is doing everything, and we can't keep up with it all, right? We can't do it all. So then we make ourselves wonder, like, am I doing enough? Like, am I doing the right things? I can't afford to do these things. Like, am I still a good mom? And uh, yeah, it's so hard to navigate. So I just think that moms, we just need to like lessen the pressure and not feel like we need to live up to other people's expectations and just do what's right for your family. It's so true. It's so true because, uh, so I used to work in our branches And when I worked in our branches, I would constantly kind of have that mad rush come in in December and people are trying to pull money from everywhere and they're just feeling so overwhelmed. And it's, you know, people think like, oh, I'm going to start preparing in like July. But I feel I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a procrastinator. 
I like to wait till the last minute. I work best under pressure. But like, I feel like that's sometimes worse because now you've gone like runaway shopping. Like, do you even remember what you buy in July? Do you remember what you buy in October? Are you now in December and your kids are like, hey, I want this now. And you're thinking, oh, well, that's not what I bought you. So how do I how do I now keep my kids happy, but also not break the bank? Because I've now bought like 25 presents when they really only need one. Right. Right. And they lose interest so quickly in the things that they're interested in. So you could buy something in July and then all of a sudden in October or December, they're like, I'm not really into that right now. Like three months ago, everything was Paw Patrol. My son was like, Paw Patrol, everything. And just this week, he's like, I don't like Paw Patrol anymore, like Mario. So if I had gone and bought all these like Paw Patrol presents, I would be kicking myself, right? It's true. It's so true. I always find that I end up spending more money when I spread it out. Because I forget what I bought. I actually did a TikTok on it last Christmas. I should share it with you. And it was all about that. It was like me just like carrying all these presents in and being like, I forgot that I bought all this stuff and I have too much stuff. Right. And in our family, we we try to be conscious that we don't give our kids too much. Right. Like we try to keep Mm -hmm. their expectations relatively low so that they're not expecting tons every year. And, you know, we try to stay within the budget and all that kind of stuff. But the problem is that you end up buying more than you want to buy so unintentionally you're spoiling your kids almost right or I that's how I feel like I'm like I actually feel embarrassed to be giving so many things and spending so much money so last year I ended up pulling some presents aside and then using them as gifts throughout the year because I just felt like it was too much and this year I really want to avoid doing that and being much more intentional about how I spend my money what I spend my money on and the stress around Christmas shopping just like compartmentalizing it so it doesn't feel like it lasts eight weeks long (laughs) yeah it's so true it's so true it's like the minute like the clock changes on halloween it's like christmas we're ready here's all the commercials here's everything in the stores and i find myself like i feel like maybe it's because it's like 16 degrees this week here in ontario in november but uh I don't feel in the mindset of Christmas yet. And I'm already starting to stress myself out because I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've got three kids to buy for now. They all want different things. And they're at the age where Santa is like everything. So how do I how do I make it the best possible, but without like breaking the bank? Because, again, there's three of them. We have more toys than we know what to do with. And How do I still make it special for them without feeling like they're being deprived or also feeling like they're they're not missing out on anything? Because it's not only like your own personal kids. It's like then shopping for family members. Right. Like I have there's 13 nieces and nephews. And I'm thinking, like, how can I possibly spend like fifty dollars on all of you when it's like that's it's ridiculous. It, It adds up so fast so and then it's it's interesting because probably all the other adults in your family circle are probably feeling the same way they're like I can't do this um it's so many people to buy for and so I'm hearing of a lot of people who are just saying we're not doing it this year or you know we're picking names or we're going on a family experience that's something that my family started to do even like just with the adults so that all the brothers and sisters aren't buying for each other we just say you know what we're not going to buy gifts. We're going to choose to all go to an event together, uh, you know, whether it's medieval yeah. times or something like that. And we, you know, we're spending the same amount of money one time. And then we have an experience that yeah. we enjoy rather than another thing yeah. that we don't really know what to do with. And, you know, it, let's be realistic. If we had that amount of money, we'd probably buy something else for ourselves that we wanted. Right. And so it just exactly. seems so unnecessary, exactly. like all the stress that we put on ourselves about 
getting the right thing and buying all the presents. And there's so many different things we can do to make that um, a little bit easier on ourselves. Yeah, it's so true. We've also done the same thing. Like I have uh, my cousins, uh, again, same thing. Like we all have kids now. It, the family is just getting bigger and we still want to get together and do stuff. But we collectively like when so myself and my first cousin, she we have kids the exact same age. We had them at the same time. So they're all five. And that first Christmas, we collectively were like, no gifts. Let's just buy them all the same pajamas because when they can wear these pajamas, it's functional, but then it's still cute. And it's something that now five years in, it's still something we do. So that for sure has alleviated some of the stress about purchasing and extra people to buy for because not only again the money stress like thinking like how to how to spread this money across all these people but the the stress of just going out like I love that idea of like an experience because you remember that you know are you going to remember that Auntie Carla bought you a shirt from the Gap probably not you're going to remember that we went here and we had a great time doing it versus the one shirt one year, you're not going to remember it. And there's something to be said about the mental load of motherhood around Christmas too, right? Like if you know that with this group of people, you always exchange pajamas, that is something that you don't have to spend your mental energy on every year being like, what do I get for who? You're just like, okay, we do pajamas with them. We do a secret Santa with them. We do this with them and you can expect it. And when we can anticipate what things we're going to have to do and what things we're going to have to spend. Not only does it help us budget better, but it doesn't take up all that space in our brain, which like as moms, we already have a bajillion things going on. Right. So it's not just about the money we're spending, but it's also about like the stress that goes along with making all those decisions. Yeah, it's so true. The mental headspace is exactly the, the, the bearer of all the stress. Right. And that, I feel snowballs. Yeah. And then even the money you spend on on the get togethers. I mean, we love seeing our friends and family Uh at Christmas, right? I think last year we were all reminded of how much we love to be with our family and how much we missed it. But at the same time, you think of all those events, right? Work parties for yourself, for your spouse, you know, friends get togethers and then different families. And like, there's so many different get togethers. And even if you're not hosting and hosting costs a lot, even if you're just bringing one thing, I mean, it it costs money or you want to get a new dress. You don't want to wear the same dress to each one. You want the kids to have matching outfits. And then there's the pressure of like, oh, well, this family always gets um, Christmas photos and they always get really nice cards made. The first couple of years I was a mom, I felt so much pressure to do those things. So not only are you paying to get professional photos done, but then you're paying a company. And back when I first became a mom seven years ago, it wasn't as easy to just like, get pictures printed, you know, at Walmart that look like a card. Like we were paying like $4 per card to have made so that we could send them to people and then paying a dollar shipping. So we're paying $5 per family and we would be sending it to 50 families. It's insane. All for something they might put on their fridge. They might throw in the garbage. Like, and I'm like, why, why are we doing this to make it look like we have it all together to make it look like we have like this perfect family photo right and like I totally is it agree. worth and that's just one thing that's not the parties that's not the yeah. presents that's not the events that's it's not so the food it's that's so it's literally getting pictures done <laughs> putting it on a piece of paper and sending it and it's and I mean I love it when I get those in the mail but for me that was one of those things me I too. decided like it's not worth the stress for me doing it have I received one complaint from my friends and family no I have not no I have no, not. Absolutely they, not nobody cares I'm going to admit something to probably all 
your followers and maybe my friends will hear this and this is going to be very terrible, but I am terrible at checking my mail. Like I'm I'm the worst person ever. Like they come to my door and they're like, hello, you need to check your mailbox. Um, So without a doubt, I get all these Christmas cards and I'm not I'm not joking. Like I'll open them in January. And I look at it, I'm like, oh, well, that's sweet. And then it ends up going in the garbage. So that's so funny. You say the cards because I also felt like this immense pressure when I became a mom that like, oh, well, we have to do this. Why? Why do we have to do this? Because, again, it's it's the outfits. It's your outfit, your husband, your spouse, your whoever, the postage, like all of that stuff for one little thing. And it's it's so unnecessary. And I think it does take away from what the meaning of Christmas is all about. Like, it's not about all the material things. Like, I mean, the material things are nice, but you said it already, but I think last year really gave us that eye-opening experience and how much we do value, like, spending time together. And, And I think at any point last year, if you had said, like, there's no gift giving, but you can actually gather with 10 people, go for it. And people would have jumped all over it, right? So... It's how do we keep that mindset still, right? It's just like thinking about like how much we grieved last year, like not being able to be with our friends and family, how important they are. Like it really reminds you like what is actually important and like what do we need to stress about? Where are we giving our energy and our money and our time and our mental health that's unnecessary? And how much more we'll we'll be able to enjoy the holidays if we can just chill out a bit. How do I be a better mom? Just lower your standards and expectations. And then it'll be so much easier to reach them. And then we can feel proud of ourselves for reaching them and and not losing our minds. (laughs) Yeah. And it's actually so refreshing because, again, like I said at the beginning, we like subconsciously or like in our own minds, I think, are the ones that put so much pressure on ourselves. And yet when you speak with other moms, we're all on the same page. Like we I just had this conversation with some moms at school. And we were talking about Halloween treats. And one mom was like, are we do like, are we doing this? Are we sending in bags of Halloween treats? And selfishly, like my I had an extremely busy week that week. We had a family wedding. There's just a lot going on. And I just didn't have the capacity to do that. I have twins. So not only am I doing one bag, I'm doing two bags. Like I just thought and I stopped. I said, but can we just like collectively agree? No, because why do we need this? This is just an extra piece of candy for what? For what? They all know they like each other. We don't need to do this extra, extra stuff for no reason. It's an extra cost because now I have to go buy bags. Now I have to go buy extra candy and spend again that mental headspace of like, when am I going to do this? I work full time. I have three under five. There's sometimes just not enough time in the day. So I think if we have these more open conversations with each other and Again, like I said, I feel like we're kindred spirits, but like I connected with you right away because it's that honest, that honest opinion of like, it's okay to not do these things. It's okay to say no to the 45 Christmas parties. It's okay to not have an ugly sweater party, a pajama party, a gingerbread house making party, like all the little things. It is okay to just get together, order a pizza and spend time together. That's all. That's all it really is at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. As a veteran mom to myself, I don't even know how old your kids are, but I think you said they're a little bit older than mine. Any advice that you would give our viewers what they can strategize to do or help them cope with like becoming a little bit more effective in their Christmas giving and shopping and things that will actually help lower their budget? 
Well, first of all, I would say to stop looking outward and start looking inward. So when we look outward, we look on social media and we look to our friends and we look at one friend who always gets the cute sleigh photos and sends Christmas cards. And then we look at the other friend who cuts down a Christmas tree and does like a whole day out. And then we look at another friend who has another expensive Christmas tradition. There's all these different traditions and they're great, but we sometimes feel like we have to do all of those but we don't have to do all of those. When we look out, we think that everyone's doing them all, but everyone is really just doing a couple of them. So when we look inward, we think, okay, what do I actually value? What am I going to enjoy? What are my kids going to enjoy? Are my kids going to enjoy getting dressed up in matching outfits and getting a sleigh photo done? Or are they going to cry the entire time? And am I going to get in a fight with my husband? Like think about, (laughs) and that's okay if if you love doing those things. But I feel like, I had to really look inward and say, what do I actually like doing? And last year we cut down our Mm -hmm. first Christmas tree together. And I was like, this, I love everything about it. The smell, the sights, Mm -hmm. the kids running in the fields, Mm -hmm. like not feeling like they had to be dressed nicely. Like I just really enjoyed doing that. And my kids remembered doing it. And I was like, you know what? This is something I want to continue doing. And I've had other experiences where I've tried Christmas traditions and it's just a gong show. And so I had to look inward and say, do I want to spend my energy on a gong show and my money on a gong show? No, I do not. So I think looking inwards and trying to decide from past experience and from your own personal values, what you actually want to do and do those things, do those one, two or three things. You don't have to do the 10 things. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing, do the things that are valuable to you and that you're going to have positive memories with your family with, and you're allowed to say no if other people want to invite you into their traditions or events. That's you're, you're allowed to say no. And then in terms of gift giving two pieces of advice, my first piece of advice is around Santa. Now I know not everyone does Santa, but for the people who do do Santa as someone who grew up in poverty, it was always hard for me to go to school and find out that my friends had gotten hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of presents from Santa. When my gift from Santa, I knew came from the food bank. Like the wrapping paper was different. The whole thing was different. Like my mom couldn't even afford to buy us a Christmas gift. So that was really hard. And it didn't make sense to me either. So now like we do Santa with our kids, but we always make it so that the kids get one gift from Santa and it's at a a price cap. So for us, we don't spend any more than $50 on a present from Santa. Even my daughter last week, she really wants a tablet. We haven't got our kids any technology yet. She's like begging for a tablet. And she was like, well, I'll just ask Santa. And I was just like, Santa doesn't make technology. He makes toys. (laughs) Like, like, no, like I'm not, I'm not going to do that because it's not fair to the other children of the world that Santa brings you a tablet and he brings them uh, a pair of PJs or whatever, right? Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah. my rule is always you get one, you get to ask Santa for one gift and, and they're stocking as well. But so that's always a piece of advice that I like to give just to be aware that not everyone has the same budget or lives in the same circumstances or yeah. can afford to do what we can do for our children. And then all the other presents come from mom and dad and the kids know that. And we try and wrap the presents from Santa in a different wrapping paper so that they know this is from Santa. This is from mom and dad. Of course, they take no notice under the age of four. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
My mom always, um, the Santa gifts were never wrapped so that I've continued that tradition. And my mom said the same thing to me, like the first year, because I think when I was excited, I was a new mom. I had two kids. I mean, they were so sick their first Christmas and obviously had no concept of what was going on because they were babies. Um, but she said to me, she's like, just just tone it down. Like, you don't need to do that. And Santa brings one gift and mommy and daddy bring the rest. And Again, working in the credit union world and growing up, my parents always instilled in us too that, you know, it's it's about giving. So not only should you kind of not go not not overboard spending, but it's important about teaching your kids. And I I've created that lesson, too, within my own household with them, even though they're five. But every year I let them we go to the store, they pick out a toy. We buy that toy and then they donate the toy so that they're getting that understanding of why we're doing this and that it, not everybody has the same situation. So I am totally with you on the Santa doesn't make technology. I I'm always like afraid my kids um, are going to get made fun of at school because I also don't really let them use a lot of technology or have a lot of technology, mostly because there's two. And if I had to spend the amount on two tablets at one time, it's ridiculous. Um, so my son makes, makes tablets out of Lego and he's like, mom, look at my tablet. And there's, it's Lego. So I'm glad to hear there's other moms out there that also like keep it in check a little bit. And, uh, we've made it to seven, right? That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You're giving me hope. I have a couple more years. I have a couple more years. Yeah. So I, I have another, um, thing that we do in our family because otherwise I can like I love Christmas so much and if it were like I can get a little bit out of control so almost to like limit myself I have a five gift rule for my kids so they're in categories right so they always get one thing they want one thing to wear one thing to read one thing to eat and one thing they need and so that sort of helps me keep it in perspective as well. And honestly, yeah. like they never go without and I buy them secondhand. I'll, like if I see something that they want, I will buy it secondhand. Like I have no qualms about it being in a brand new box. Yeah. I yeah. like I do that. I so, love that. And they and layer, they're so happy every year. Like they don't yeah. know any different. And sometimes, you know, as I'm shopping, I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is enough. You know, I'll sort of second guess myself. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Christmas comes and they have like four sets of grandparents and they have aunts and uncles and they have other random things that they're going to and different secret Santas. And it, every single year without fail, even if I think that they don't have enough, I end up being like, there's too much. Like we need to cut back next year. Yeah. We need every it's year so I say that we need to cut back. So I, so I really try to stick to that because it always ends up being overwhelming. And, you know, we just live in an age where they have so much stuff, right? Yeah. And there's so much availability for stuff. So I think that's a great, that's a great tool to also keep you on budget, right? Because you kind of can allot yourself these different categories and, and say like, you know, buying, buying something to read is not going to cost you as, as much as, you know, buying like five toys. So buying something to eat could be like their favorite chocolate. It doesn't even necessarily have to cost you a ridiculous amount, but then it's something again, like that, the tradition that you're creating, that's keeping them excited because they're probably like, oh, this is my book, or this is my favorite chocolate, or this is my favorite treat. So they've come to realize these little traditions that you've started to set up. And again, as somebody that maybe doesn't know where to start or a new mom or a new mom of new kids, I think that's a great aspect to help them stick on budget because you can allot yourself like different dollar amounts for each kind of area that you want to purchase. 
And it allows you to stick to it and not have that feeling of like, oh, I bought too much. My husband laughs at me uh, because I bought, I must have, I was on mat leave last year and I was buying, I must have started earlier, which again, this that does never works out well for me. I, I lost, I told him I bought him these shirts because we don't usually buy gifts for each other. We buy stockings, but now that the kids are older, they want to buy us a present. Um, so I bought him shirts. I couldn't find them. I don't even know where I put them. I hid them. I found them like six months later. And I was like, oh, remember, remember that shirt I bought you? Here it is. Ha- Merry Christmas. Yeah. It becomes crazy. And yeah. again, it's it's not about the actual gift. It's about teaching the kids like to give to each other and why it's important. Right. And we have the privilege and the responsibility to set the expectations for what Christmas even is. Right. In our minds, mm-hmm. we're like, well, Christmas is this and this and this and this. But our kids Mm -hmm. really only have access to us in terms of like setting traditions, right? So Christmas is whatever we make it. And if we make it something that they get thousands of dollars worth of presents and they go to every event and mama's a basket case because she's running on no sleep Mm -hmm. and whatever, then that's what they're going to remember Christmas to be. You know, they're going to remember Christmas and they're going to think of Christmas as like, oh, this is what Christmas is because of how we make it. So we get to be in charge of that. And the earlier we set our expectations and the earlier we sort of like set our traditions and set up like this is what Christmas is going to be for our family. This is what it's going to look like. Then that's what it is. That's what they come to understand it to be. You know, I know families who are yeah. like on Christmas Day, we don't go anywhere. Like we get, you know, yeah. they'll be like, we don't leave the house. We don't go from this family to that family, we stay home and their kids get used to that. And their kids grow up knowing we're at home on Christmas day every day because their parents made that decision. So we get to be in charge and that is pressure, but it also can lessen the pressure. If we decide these are the things we're going to do, this is what Christmas looks like in our family. And our kids come to know and expect that and look forward to that because that's what Christmas is to them. It's true. It's very true. I I think that resonates a lot with myself and hopefully with everybody else, because it is that's exactly it. Like you create the expectations. And when I look back at my Christmases growing up, my dad would like set a video camera up like in the corner of our living room and we would just watch like chaos ensue. And I'm nine years and eight years older than my brother. So I was like this 16 year old that doesn't want to be up at the crack of dawn with these two little boys that are so excited. And we recently watched them and looking back at the memories, it wasn't anything to do with the gifts. Like it was more of the excitement and like the the exciting part of giving my brother a gift or him giving me a gift or something that they made and cooking and knowing that we were going to my grandmother's for lunch and just being together. And again, like it just stops and makes you think and think, Okay, it's not it's not about the monetary portion of it because we are in a society where there's so much and it's so easy. You can click your mouse and, you know, your visa saved in Amazon and all of a sudden something's at your doorstep the next day. But do we do we really need all these things and how do we make sure we're scaling back and creating these positive habits and these positive situations for our kids so that they don't think it all becomes about the monetary side of it because it it gets out of hand. And then I know like come January, there's, there's blue Monday when all the, all your Christmas bills come in and it just creates that, that stress. Cause you can get on that shopping spree of like, Oh, look at all these things I'm doing and all these things I'm buying and I'm having so much fun. And it's so great. 
But now come January, you have this like shopping hangover when all these bills come in and you think, what did I do? And how do how do you go back and change that now? You can't, right? Like you you're stuck with it. And now maybe you're paying off this Christmas for the next like six months or maybe it's just building each year and you're really not getting anywhere. So it's about being intentional with how we spend our money, right? Like intentional about what is the budget for events? What is the budget for gifts? Mm -hmm. What is the budget for outfits? And sticking to that. And just knowing that you don't have to do it all. And it's just being really thoughtful about how we're spending our money and not, like you said, riding that high of like, oh, this is so fun. And then having to deal with the stress in January. Exactly. Exactly. Because it happens all the time. Again, when I was in the branch, we have a great uh, tool and most financial institutions have them, but it's called a payday term. So every paycheck, it's a one year like GIC, guaranteed income investment. And it's it's one year. So you put money towards it on a biweekly basis or your pay schedule. And I always used to encourage uh, families and uh, whoever to start it in December. So start it like the beginning of December, even November, start putting money aside. So it is like 30 bucks, 30 bucks a week or every two weeks will give you almost a thousand dollars in a year. So if you do that and you start now, come your next Christmas, you've already allotted yourself your Christmas budget. So you don't have to now scrimp and save from every little area or think, where am I going to get the money from? And especially if you don't have the liquid cash, you're not having to rely, put it on credit. So there's little tactics that hopefully people can start doing so that they feel they're not they're not thinking, where am I going to get the money for Christmas this year? And where am I going to pull from? Especially, again, with the year we've had and people losing jobs, people not working as often, people having to take time off. Like I'm, I am privileged enough to be in a job where I have the capability to work from home. But if I didn't, and I had a sick child, where, where am I getting that extra income from? So again, like you said, prioritize what's important to you and look inward and see what is going to be the best option um, and start planning for it now. It doesn't have to wait till next December to think, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Right? Exactly. All right. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to chat about or was there things that we missed or other last minute, you know, words of wisdom that you'd like to share? No, I think I just my advice to anyone going into the Christmas season, moms in particularly, is, again, just lower your standards, lower your expectations, look inside and decide what you're going to do and then stick to that. Yeah, I agree. I feel better already. They're not going to remember the toys. They're going to remember the memories. So. It's true. It's so true. I feel, I feel it is, it's important. It's important to teach ourselves and then also like start teaching our kids the importance of all the above that we just talked about, right? Like we want to instill these positive habits for them growing up so that they can carry them on and they can have positive financial habits and mental health habits and, and to know and understand what the true importance of things are. So thank you, Libby, so much. Um, I feel like there's some extra news that you'd like to share. You've recently launched something. Yes. Uh, So today I launched my blog, my website. I've been working on a website for a few months and uh, it is out today, www.diaryofanhonestmom.com. And I will be talking on there about all the things I talk about on TikTok and Instagram, which is motherhood, relatable motherhood. The realness of motherhood, mental health, breaking cycles of generational trauma, and uh, just lowering our expectations for for motherhood and, you know, enjoying the ride a little bit more. 
I think that is so great. And I, like I said, I was following you long before I realized you were uh, local, which I think is even better for us because you are local to our community, our credit union community. Um, but you you demonstrate a lot of the values that the credit union has, right? We, we're all about community, connecting back with our neighbors from down the street. Uh, you hooked me with that that video. If you need to go check out Libby, she has a video from, I think it was in the summer or the spring where she sings this rap song. And well, she doesn't sing it, but she plays it. And it just, it, it resonated so much with me because, you know, we spent so much of our youth or like young 20s dancing to this like y'all gonna make me lose my mind it connected so well because how many times do I actually probably say that to my children as I'm picking up clothes or backpacks that are left on the ground or crumbs that are everywhere so you hooked me with that you hooked me and uh I I really want to thank you because I think you are really helping the community you're breaking down the barriers for motherhood um like I said I'm five years in but have three under five but you've helped pave the way a little bit and you're you're setting some realistic expectations. And I hope that after today's podcast, uh, we help do that for some other moms and take some of the stress off of them. So if you can build healthy financial habits early on, your future self will forever be thankful. We believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and help you to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. We're here for you. We encourage you to get in touch with with us at any time, whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Thank you, Libby. We will link all her ways you can get in touch with her, her blog, her TikTok, her Instagram. Uh, We hope you found value through this podcast today. We as Tandia are on all social channels. So snap a photo of this podcast, share us, tag both of us with uh, your audiences and help get the word out. You can always connect with us as well at Tandia.com and we will be sure to list all the ways you can get in touch in our show notes. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.